The following radio show takes place between 9 p.m. and 10 p.m. Events occur in fake time. I was paid to put on a killer show. Hey, everybody, we're all going to get laid. All right, here we go. Happy Thursday, everybody. It is, of course, Thursday, October 13th, 2022. It is season four, episode 13, and we are doing yet another edition of the very interesting show. And I say we uh, very, very loosely right now because I'll go to the uh, overhead shot right now. Uh, if you couldn't tell by the show's description, too, there's supposed to be a thing that's happening tonight, right? There's supposed to be a thing. But instead, all I see are uh, <coughs> there's an empty studio in front of me. Nobody's here. Which means it is just you and me for a while, chat. Uh, not going to bring this too hard into the main show. But if you were checking out the pre-show, then Justin is currently on his way to pick up John from the airport in Texas. They will be joining us. Maybe. Despite the fact that the show description says that they're going to join us. But whether or not that happens. Look, I'm sorry. It's false advertising. I engagement baited all of you into thinking that we were actually going to correspond to them uh, joining us from Texas tonight. But for the time being, uh, it's just going to be you and me tonight, everybody, chat. And I would like to remind you all that if you are listening to the podcast, look, if you're two minutes into the podcast for tonight's show yet, don't turn it off. We are still going to have some fun. We've still got plenty of stuff to get to because I anticipated this very scenario. It's almost like I knew it's almost like I have a crystal ball and I can predict what's going to happen. So I knew something like this would happen. So we have got some uh, stuff to get to chat. But for the time being, uh, yeah, let's just chill. Let's chill a little bit, everybody. And I would like to remind you all that if you are listening to the podcast, then you can, of course, listen to us live Every Thursday evening at 9 p.m. Eastern, we do stream the show live on YouTube at youtube.com slash simulation radio, twitch, twitch.tv slash simulation radio. And I also tried to stream to Instagram tonight, but the thing just didn't work. It works some weeks. It doesn't work some other weeks. But you can also kind of sometimes check out the live show uh, Thursday evenings at nine. Also on Instagram at Instagram.com slash simulation radio. I am working on something, even though TikTok hasn't given us access, everybody. I'm working on something to be able to stream to TikTok. So all of you people on TikTok that hate me, uh, particularly for the that engagement bait video from the Fox News business analyst this week, uh, you'll be able to join us live for the show very, very soon once I figure out some of the uh, audio stuff. So, for the time being, uh, they're going to join us. Now, actually, it'll be a little bit while before they join us. So, I'm just going to keep the jazz music playing, I think. And we're just going to keep rolling. We're going to roll. And we might as well just get 
some of these news stories out of the way because I want to know, first of all, uh, all right, the jazz music is kind of distracting me a little bit, so I'm sorry. Sorry, everybody. I know we're chilling, but I'm going to have to kill the music in order to get my thoughts together. So uh, there's something I want to note, chat. Now, it is, of course, October, right? It's October 13th. We are smack dab in the middle of the month, okay? And I really want to know, how do you guys celebrate Halloween? Are you huge Halloween celebrators? Are you not huge Halloween celebrators? Because next week on the show, I think we're going to uh, decorate a pumpkin. We're going to do our our version of the pumpkin decoration. So I want some ideas, everybody. What would be the funniest possible thing that if you were to just drive on the street, drive by uh, and do some watching of Halloween decorations, which I don't know if that's a thing that people do, but if it is it is a thing that people do, then Godspeed, man. Sounds like a good idea. But uh, what is the worst and most heinous uh pumpkin carving or jack-o'-lantern that you've ever seen now there's some uh i've heard some tales of people carving some fun stuff fun stuff into pumpkins and we're gonna do that next week so if you have your pumpkin carving ideas send them over to me you can email them cam at simulationradio.com you can also leave a comment in the chat you can do any of that good stuff to let me know what you want the pumpkin to be. I'll take some suggestions. We will vote on the next week. And I also want to know what the most inappropriate uh, jack-o'-lantern pumpkin carving that you've ever seen is because I'm going to be honest with you, everybody. I'm going to be honest, chat. Lived a fairly sheltered life when it comes to Halloween. I stopped decorating or I stopped wanting to to dress up because I was one of those kids that was like uh, at 12 years old at least. I was like the snowflake 12-year-old type, right? As soon as I turned like 11 or 12, I remember my very last Halloween costume. So it's only just now in life that I'm starting to to kind of come around to Halloween. And I actually, I don't hate it. Now, I know Gene, who used to be on the show, uh, gives me shit and gives me grief every time because I would troll him every Halloween about how stupid Halloween does. But spoiler alert may have been just a bit. I don't actually hate Halloween, but I decided at uh, 12 years old that I was no longer going to dress up for Halloween. In fact, it might have even been earlier than that. I remember my last Halloween costume, too. My last Halloween costume, the very last one that I ever wore. And it's funny because both of them are Harry Potter related. When I was 11, I went as a Dementor, you know, those hooded things that like feed on your dreams and you got to do the magic-y thing. I don't fucking know how it works anymore. Like, it's been a long time, man. I don't remember how any of the Harry Potter magic shit works. I'm too busy trying to focus on real life. Kind of. So I went, when is that when I was 11? And it was a cold-ass night, too. Uh, We ended up going trick-or-treating at, like, this school event where... I don't know if these kind of events still happen. There's zero, probably a 0% chance that they do because it involved little kids going up to, uh, like people in their trucks what people would do is they would have suvs we all gathered in like this elementary school parking lot right it was this halloween festival or gathering or whatever the fuck it was and what they did was rather than go fully trick-or-treating they just put a bunch of parents and their cars 
in the parking lot and it would be like a farmer's market type thing, right? Where all the parents would open up their trucks, that would be their house, right? And then all of the kids would walk up to each fucking car or whatever it is that the parents had set up and they would hand out candy like that. You just walk up the parking lot, walk down the parking lot, and that was supposed to be the equivalent of doing the street walk. And that was the very, very last time I went trick-or-treating. And I'm not going to say that it was that experience specifically that turned me off to trick-or-treating, but it was that experience specifically that put me off to, to trick-or-treating. No, it, it wasn't that. The true, true last time I probably actually dressed up for Halloween was, I'm fairly certain that I've told this story uh, on the show before about how in high school, uh, I was part of the, the, the fucking nerd group, the one that was, they have this program in high school called IB, it's International Baccalaureate, right? And what they would do was, it was probably the biggest mistake that I've ever made in my entire life to try and do that program, but... What they did was, and the reason for that, the reason that it was the worst thing that I've probably ever done in my whole life is because they separated you from everybody. You had the same fucking people in every class. You hung out with the same people all the time, and there's benefits to it, and there's also significant drawbacks, which is the lack of going out and socializing with the general outside world. And honestly, I'm almost 30 years old, right? And that experience probably fucked me up subconsciously in ways that I'm only just now starting to realize and uh, unpack. So in that time, uh, in order to try and fit in, right, that was what I had to do to fit in was to go to a fucking Harry Potter themed Halloween party, which was pretty cool, to be fair. And what they did was uh, the people that organized the party gave everybody that was going one of the characters from Harry Potter to dress as, right? And so uh, everybody was given a character that they thought kind of fit their personality, right? And so uh, what do you think, everybody? I'll let you guys get your guesses in if you're listening to the recording of the podcast. At this point, I would assume if you're listening to the podcast, then you've probably heard enough of the show. I'm significantly doubting that... I say that, but there will be people. Uh, I significantly doubt that, you know, for a lot of people, this is the very first episode that they're clicking on. This one-man show right here in a show that usually has three people on it. This is the very first one that they click on. But if you know me by now, you might might be able to take a guess. Or if you've uh, heard this story before. If so, I apologize. What character do you think I got? What character do you think I got for the Harry Potter themed Halloween party? I'll let you let you get your guesses in. Get them in now. Uh, you got a few more seconds, chat, before I close the window. Podcast listeners, windows closing. Get your guesses in. Here's one chance. Well, if you guessed Professor Snape, then. You'd be right. Yeah, that was me. That was me. Everybody thought that I was more like a uh, the Snape type, which, to be fair, might have unlocked something in my brain because I didn't know. Uh, I spent all of high school thinking that I was a Ravenclaw, and now, now later on in life, do I realize? Look, I'm I'm a Slytherin, true and blue. That's 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 just how it's going. I'm not a fucking. Uh, I feel like Gryffindors are mostly virtue signalers. 
maybe that's a hot take. And then Hufflepuffs are the fucking uh, the weird like pink haired idiots that complain about everything and generally, you know, caring just about all the stuff. So that'll wrap it up for <sighs> Halloween stuff. Look. All right. All right. We got 12 minutes. We got 12 minutes out of that whole shit. 12 minutes out of that Halloween discussion, folks. Only uh, 38 more. No, 48 more. Oh, God. 48 more. All right. Well, let's get to some of these uh, get to some of these news stories then. Might as well, because I have made another discovery recently. Okay, which is that I talked a little bit about my sentimentality towards animals on the show over the last couple of weeks, particularly uh, my sentimentality towards like just not all animals, but most living things. And a lot of that stems from uh, my love for the new cat that we've had for the last couple months. Right. Uh, since owning a cat, I've kind of become a little bit more just sentimental towards animals and it's not that i love all of them and, and i'm gonna become an animal activist and hippie and all that stuff it's just i feel bad when uh pointless abuse of animals comes into the light or when it becomes a news story or you know just when it whenever it becomes generally recognizable by the public okay and this story got me feeling a certain way because Mostly because I just think that this is the most the most adorable kitty cat that I have ever seen. And it's also a cat breed that I very much like. But the world record holding cat has been announced this week. This was from or this was a feature from the Today Show. His name is Fenrir. He's an F2 Savannah cat and he won the world the Guinness World Record title of world's tallest living domestic cat. Now, that title is important, right? Because it specifies that this is a domestic cat and not a wild cat and not, you know, like those fucking servals that you see on social media that my algorithm used to just be completely filled with. My algorithm used to all be servals because I watched one fucking video of a serval. And if you don't know what a serval is, a serval is... Uh, it's a cat from Africa that... You know, I might as well just show you that that some people have adopted as pets. Now, it's legal in certain states here in the U.S., but it's also uh, illegal in a lot of places because it's, you know, an exotic cat. So this is a serval right here, chat. This is what they look like. Uh, you've probably seen those social media videos pop up on your algorithm of some fucking idiot that owns one of these cats. And the thing that stands out to me about them is that, you know, the way that they eat food is I saw all these videos where, like, the guy that owns him would feed a raw drumstick to the serval and the serval would just grab it, fucking tear it up and just walk away and make little growling kitty noises. In fact, let me see if I can. I, I gotta, gotta show this to you. And I mean, I'll, uh. I'm going to pretend to distract you for a few moments by talking while I look up 
while I look up one of these videos. The key is, oh my God. Okay, look at this chat. This is what, uh, here's a serval eating a raw chicken wing. It's related to the world record breaking cat. Uh, she's going to chew down herself and it's a wild animal. She now is kind of trusts me. I'm not trying to take the food away. But she growls while she's eating. She's still pretty cute. And she doesn't do this with her regular food. She just does it, she's doing it with this chicken foot. Yeah, because it's the real meat. It's what the okay. cat wants. So all those types of videos, right, would be the ones that would pop up on my uh, social medias. Now, this is Fenrir right here, the F2 Savannah cat that stands 18.83 inches tall. Look at this big chonker. He is uh, quite adorable, I have got to say. It looks like one of those cats that... Uh, one of those like marbled bangles. Those are my favorite breed of cat, by the way, and I would love to own one one day. A marbled bangle, spotted bangle. I don't remember exactly what the fuck they're called, but the servals are fairly, I don't want to say completely related to this. It's really not, but it kind of kind of looks like it. It's a 35-pound cat. It's recognized by the International Cat Association as a cross between a domestic cat and an African serval. So it is actually related to a serval, but I just thought that it looked like a spotted bangle or a marble bangle. Like if you look at uh look at this picture here. Don't ask me why I'm becoming a cat aficionado. Come on, people. Fuck. Like this one right here, okay? The one on the bottom left, the one that is not a Fenrir Big Chongus. 18.83 inches tall. Look at that adorable boy. And this is more like what a marbled bengal looks like. And that's the type of cat I want because that is an adorable boy. That is a... That's a cute kitty. Shit. There we go. There's the sound effect. Uh, it's a cross between a domestic cat and an African serval. Now, the person that owns it, his name is uh, Dr. Will Powers. He's 37 years old, and he was inside the surgical suite at his medical practice when the kitty opened the door, burst into the room looking for attention like it was just a normal, average, everyday kitty. Like, all right, look at this picture. I'm going to show you guys some more pictures of this cat. And just imagine getting up to this cat, snuggling up with it. Look at how adorable. He's so fucking adorable. He's so fucking cute. God damn it. Just look at him. Here, here. there's one picture in here that I really want to want to show you guys because it perfectly uh, illustrates how big. All right, this one right here, chat. This, this picture right here demonstrates exactly how big this cat is. Could you imagine having a cat this big? Fucking dogs are not this big a lot of the time. And I don't know. It's huge. It That's a huge kitty. Now, his name is Fenrir. He did end up winning the uh, Guinness world record title holder now the owner of the cat he describes himself as a high functioning autistic he's rebuilding his life after a terrible fire five years ago and his six cats were a part of that healing process so 
the reason that this guy got this record-breaking cat in the first place was because five years ago, he lost, uh, I believe, let me see if I can find it here. Uh, he lost what was a good part of his business, I believe, his uh, and its home, actually. So he lost all those things and went into a deep spiral and thought, all right, here, the way that I'm going to break out of this is I'm going to adopt this adorable kitty and it will make me feel better. And it looks like it worked because look at man just look at how look at how cute look at how adorable this little guy is look at how adorable he's just so cute i want to go pet him oh sorry 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 distracted losing my mind over how adorable this cat is <sighs> all right all right all right so let's move on let's uh in fact we might need to might need to relax a little bit more with some <sighs> there we go all right chill zone yeah, we're just cruising, cruising through the news, right through it. We're all calm, calm as a cucumber. We're all so fucking calm as a cucumber, and we will slowly, but surely, and slowly. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I, I won't do. I won't do that to you guys anymore. So. There's one more story that I really want to cover uh, before we take a quick break and come back with our 10 o'clock segment and some show announcements before we uh, wrap it up and get out of here for the night. Uh, primarily that I want to take a trip down memory lane with you, everybody. Let's take a trip. Let's go right down. Let's rewind the clock a hot second. Oh, shit. The sound was off. All right. Let's. All right. Let's. Uh. Let me do the thing that I'm supposed to do. Be a good producer, too. Let's do that. And there we go. Let's rewind back to 1990, whatever the fuck it was, when you first discovered Cartoon Network. Now, unfortunately, Cartoon Network got some very, very sad news today that Warner Brothers will be cutting... 125 jobs from the studio that produces a lot of the Cartoon Network shows. Uh, Warner Brothers Television Group has eliminated 125 jobs, including 82 employees laid off across the scripted, unscripted, and animation divisions, as well as 43 open positions that will go unfulfilled. It's a loss of 26% of the current and vacant positions at the company, which is 19% of the WBTV workforce. So they're laying off almost 20% of their people at WB. Now, they're trying to cut costs because... If you remember the announcement from a couple weeks ago that WB and Discovery, they merged forces and they're eventually going to come up with one big old streaming service that has all the documentaries and all of the WB things and all of... Wait, what's a WB thing besides Looney Tunes? Is there anything else that's important? Hmm... Nah, I don't think so. Now, Cartoon Network, don't get me wrong, it's not going to go off the air, okay? It's not going to go off the air, but they're just going to be cutting back on new and original programming for it, which is a shame 
because a lot of the cartoons that, you know, I grew up with and a lot of the cartoons that people in my demographic grew up with, those old style 90s cartoons that were actually somewhat intelligent and taught us lessons about life, you know, that cartoons nowadays don't do. The Zoomer cartoons are terrible, but that's a huge blow because we're going to be losing original programming. Like, imagine if you grew up and you never got to watch like Ed, Ed, Nettie, or you never got to watch like Johnny Bravo, or you never got to watch any of the good stuff, you know, the stuff that taught me like words and how to speak and like, it was also good entertainment. Underappreciated value. By the way, I've done some thinking. I, I realized, I think I figured out everybody, uh, like why my speaking pattern is so kind of idiosyncratic and weird, which is that I learned a lot of vocabulary from cartoons like this and from playing fucking video games. Like, do you realize the amount of words that I've heard from fucking World of Warcraft that I now know the definition of that have not existed anywhere else in the world that I only saw because of fucking WoW and... It's been relevant out there in the outside world. So, I don't know. All those little fantasy things and, like, little terminologies for spells and shit. Those are all real words, by the way. And I learned about them through video games and Cartoon Network. So, the kids, this generation, is not going to have access to such original programming, unfortunately. Uh, let's see. Hello? Mouse? So... Uh, Brett Paul, who is, who the fuck is that? Let's see. Oh, he's the head of the Warner Brothers TV scripting division, which is not seeing a major structural change, but it's going to close two key initiatives, Stage 13 and the WB Television Workshop. Now, Stage 13 Studio, that was formed to create original short-form programming for digital platforms, which WB believed could be the future of entertainment. Now, they were kind of half right, because remember how old cartoons used to work back in the day, where one 30-minute show, right, would have, like, two little mini episodes, or two or three sometimes little mini stories by it. You remember how SpongeBob had, like, one episode in the first half of the 30 minutes, and then had a second episode in the other half of the 30 minutes? That's similar to uh, how they developed all of their other kinds of projects, right? And by the way, look, I revel in how great all of the old stuff was. But at the same time, I can really tell they're just setting us up for short form content. If that wasn't the precursor to like YouTube and TikTok, then I don't know what is. Look, we start off. You start off chopping and axing their attention spans. Ax it all the way down to 10 minutes. That started with our generation, right? Our generation started with the 10-minute cartoon segment, all right? Our brains were taught to only think in 10-minute intervals. And the Zoomers, right? The Zoomers, unfortunately, got it much worse than us because now they're forced to think in 10 second intervals because that's how long a TikTok video is. The 10 second intervals. And eventually we'll slowly and slowly degenerate into having like a 0.1 second attention span. And then we as a human species will probably uh, just spontaneously combust on itself. I don't know. Leading theory. 
leading theory. So, uh, let's see. Do I have another story to get to before we take a break? Oh, yeah. All right. Let's get to this one story because uh, we got to talk about President Biden here, folks, because he is out there. He is in the news doing all the things. And among them is defending his son, Hunter Biden, who we all know had the laptop, has done some shady dealings uh, overseas with China and Ukraine and all that good stuff. Now, here's the thing. I don't think this is going to be that hot of a take, okay? I really don't. Don't think that this uh, take about President Biden and his treatment of his son is going to be that hot of a take, but at the same time, it seems like it really is. Now, I've spent a lot of time on this show just absolutely railing against the far left, but this is one of those situations, again, and when we get on Rumble, uh, this is going to be one of those, those stories and one of those takes that sets off all the people on Rumble. It's just engagement bait. Bring it on, people. Bring it on. So one of the things that uh, I'm hitting the right wing on this story is the fact that it seems like they just operate based on double standards, man. So here is the situation, okay? Now, it was made clear this week that the Justice Department has enough evidence, the story leaked this week, that the Justice Department has enough evidence to officially charge Hunter Biden with uh, various charges if they wanted to. Now, whether or not that's going to happen remains to be seen. I have my doubts, personally. I don't think it's going to happen because, you know, President Biden's the head of the regime and they don't want to they don't want to do all that stuff to him. But uh, one of the takes, right, that has come out this week about this comes from Fox News and it comes from Hannity. OK, Hannity ran a segment this week about a phone call that leaked from President Biden, a 2008 phone call of President Biden to his son, Hunter. And I have the audio for you here. And I want to let you know, I will give you a little bit of a context into this, that the right wing, the right wing grift machine, okay, is tearing down President Biden over this. Now, again, I always have to contextualize this and I always have to make it insanely clear every time I criticize critics of President Biden that President Biden deserves criticism, okay? He's probably one of the most terrible presidents that we have had in modern history, the country has gone to complete shit under him. But at the same time, you got to pick and choose what to attack him over. You have to pick and choose to attack him over actual policy and actual things that he's doing. Now, the thing that Sean Hannity and Fox News is attacking him for is from, as I mentioned earlier, this 2018 audio of President Biden's voicemail to his son, Hunter Biden, which I won't tease you for very much longer. I will play that in just a moment. Now, listen to this clip. Okay, listen to this clip of the leaked audio phone call and let me know, do you think President Biden deserves an attack over this? Now, you also have to keep in mind that despite the fact that Hunter Biden probably cre uh, allegedly committed criminal acts, we have to look at this in its own lens. All right, you know, I, I, I'll stop taking about it before we hear the audio. Let's just hear this. If it will. I love you. Love All right, you there we go. It's dad. I called to tell you I love you. I love you more than the whole world, pal. It's dad. I called to tell you I love you. I love you more than the whole world, pal. I gotta get some help. I don't know what to do. I know you don't either. 
You got to get some help. I don't know what to do. I know you don't either, is what President Biden said. I'm here no matter what you need. I'm here no matter what you need. No matter what you need, I love you. No matter what you need, I love you. That's it. Okay, that is the leaked recording of the audio from 2018. Now, of course, when the right wing attacks President Biden about this, they only think about what this means in context, right? Now, they're attacking Hunter Biden. They're attacking President Biden. But when you look at this situation in isolation, and this is why, and this is how you can tell who is a fucking right wing grift machine, right? Because they preach, uh, you know, family values, having compassion. And yet here we are. When you look at this situation exactly as it is, this is President Biden, who you have to forget for just a moment. I think in this situation, it's appropriate to forget. Forget this is President Biden. OK, pretend this is just a dad that is talking to his son. And again, keep in mind that this is President Biden who lost his first wife and lost uh, other members of his family. Uh, let me see who's. God, I don't remember exactly who it was in President Biden's family that he lost in the car accident. I know at the very least he lost one of his kids, uh, one of his sons, and his first wife, right? Got to take that into account here. You got to take that into account. When President Biden is calling his son, it's dad. I called to tell you I love you. I love you more than the whole world, pal. You got to get some help. I don't know what to do. I know you don't either. That he... He's he's just being an empathetic father. Like his son clearly has a drug problem. His son is clearly fucked. Now, just think about this for a second, everybody. Think about this particularly uh right-wing grift machine. If you were a father and Hunter Biden was your son, if you don't have that same reaction towards him, then you're fucked. Like you're probably a terrible father and your kid is probably going to hate you. This is the exact thing that a father should be doing in this situation. President Biden did the right thing here. He's calling his son, called to tell you I love you. I love you a lot. you got to get some help. I don't know what to do. You don't either. This is a confusing situation. I get it. You're addicted to drugs. You're probably fucked up, out of your mind, just coked out in some fucking Ukrainian prostitute's hotel. You don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. All we know is that I love you and we got to get you some help. And that's what the right wing is attacking him over. They're attacking him because by proxy, this is related to the Hunter Biden story. And because they're attacking him over this, they think, oh, yeah, this will get me some this will get me some brownie points in the fucking right wing grift machine. This will get me some brownie points because I attacked Hunter Biden. Get it? He everybody else is attacking Hunter Biden. I got to get in on this, too. But this is this ain't it. This is not it, pal. This is not the take to be attacking President Biden over this. Attack President Biden over just about any of his failed policies. Like, attack him over the fucking Inflation Reduction Act. Attack him over uh, caving to the fucking far-left monkeys that are trying to run his government. Criticize him for all that, but do not criticize him because you're disingenuous for doing this. Do not criticize him for being an empathetic father. That's just terrible. And everybody that is attacking President Biden over this all the all the right wing uh, gurus, all the right wing grifters that you probably follow on social media, on your fucking Facebook feeds. If they have attacked President Biden over this, then they're not real. They're they're just grifting and they're taking whatever opinion they think is aligning with the right wing, which is what the left already does. By the way, the left already does that, which is why I'm not getting on them about this, because that's how they operate. We already know it.
Everybody knows it. It's huge. Everybody knows it. But it's also if it is often not as apparent that that is also how the right wing grift machine works too, which is you know everybody settles on the the right opinion. They have decided that we're going to attack Hunter Biden over this, despite the fact that it stands against everything that they are supposed to stand for. Like how does how does attacking President Biden over being an empathetic father help your cause saying that you're pro-family values and you're pro uh, all these Republicans that are saying, oh, I'm, I just have nothing but family values on my mind and the left is trying to attack our families and they go out and whine and fundraise over all that shit and then they sit here and attack President Biden for trying to be a good father to his son. Like, that's not it, okay? That is not it. I... I'm going to be honest here. Like I lean a little bit more, right? Let's be honest. I also do not choose to, you know, blindly align myself with the side. I generally tend to take different sides on different things, depending on what's right. And this is one of those sides that I'm siding with the reasonable position on it, which is that to attack president Biden for this. In fact, let's hear it again. Let's hear the clip again. Staggered. Called and tell you I love you. I love you more than the whole world, pal. Can I get some help? I don't know what to do. I know you don't either. Do you hear the I'm exasperation? Here, no matter what you need. You can hear the sadness and frustration and exasperation in his voice because he doesn't know what to do. Bet your ass Hunter Biden doesn't know what to do because he's coked out his fucking mind in a hotel room with God knows how many prostitutes. And a laptop that's got tons of secrets on it. Which is a real story, by the way. Just, here's what I want you to do, chat. Here's lesson number one. We've got another one when we come back from break. But lesson number one on how to escape the simulation, okay? Here's what I want you to do right now. I want you... Hold on, I thought... uh, thought Justin and John were calling in. So here's what I want you to do. Okay, chat. If you identify with the right wing in any capacity, which I understand, I totally understand. I align right on some things. I align left on some things. That's just how it goes. I feel like that's how a reasonable person operates. Okay. Now, if you have any sort of allegiance to any right wing position, here's what I want you to do. I want you to do an audit of everybody who you follow. Again, Lesson number one, we're going to have two lessons tonight. Lesson number one on how to escape the simulation. I want you to do an audit for every right-wing account that you follow, okay? And when you do that, I want you to go to where their take about President Biden and this particular story, this story that was on Hannity uh, on the 10th, so I think that was on Monday. Find their take about this story and if their take is ripping up president biden about this or you know dunking on the hunter biden story then they're they're just a grifter they are not a real person with an opinion that you should take seriously they are they will continue to always align with one side no matter what's right but they will continue to play for that team and they will continue to just pray to be pray to blind tribalism. So that's what I want you to do. People on the right, guys, I understand. 
where you're coming from, okay? Just go do it. Go do an audit. Do an audit of all the right-wing people that you get your news from, that you follow. Find their take on this story. And if their take on the story is having torn apart President Biden or just using it as an excuse to dunk on the already bad Hunter Biden story, then unfollow them. Unfollow them because they're not real. They're not real opinion makers. They're just people that are trying to get you emotionally riled up. It's the same tactic that the left does, but the right's doing it too. Right always does it. They both do it. Spoiler alert, they both do it. So that's what I want you to do, everybody, is go do an audit. That's lesson number one. We'll have lesson number two when we come back. Spoiler alert, it's uh, sleep for eight hours a fucking night, for God's sake. You know, that was lesson number two. Good work. We got through it. So, all right, when we come back, I want to get to this Ronnie the Rat video. Now, it sounds intriguing, right? But this is quite a hilarious video. I want you all to see this, too, because I had to see this. And now, chat, I'm going to force you to see this. I apologize in advance, but we're going to watch Ronnie the Rat goes to City Hall because we know about the trend, okay? Now, the trend is, of course, of furries in public schools, okay? Now, if you've listened to Joe Rogan recently, you might have heard his interview with former Democratic presidential candidate Tulsi Gabbard, who decided to leave the Democratic Party. She's a big figure in, you know, the online political world. Uh, I don't want to call her a grifter because I think Tulsi is... She's all right. I, I don't know enough about her, honestly, besides... that. This is a trap to not fall into, by the way, everybody, which is that my instinct, my instinct tells me that I like Tulsi Gabbard, right? Because her public face generally tends to have a lot of opinions that I agree with. However, I have not read any of her rhetoric. I don't actually know how she feels about a lot of stuff. I have not seen her in a lot of interviews. So I'm choosing not to say that I'm a fan of Tulsi Gabbard because I don't know. It appears like I'm supposed to like her, but I don't really know yet. I haven't done the research. So I'm going to refrain from saying that, you know, I like her. But you might have seen Joe Rogan talk to her about this fucking uh, trend about furries in public schools, right? In particular, Joe Rogan told a story, and I... This was debunked, by the way. This didn't actually happen. And again, I don't know if Joe Rogan is telling the same story here as the news story that was debunked a couple months ago about the litter boxes in the bathroom or about the public school being forced to have a litter box in the bathroom. That particular story out of Texas was not true. But again, I didn't listen to the whole Joe Rogan episode, so I don't know if that's the same story that he's talking about. But amongst the litter box controversy from schools being forced to adapt to uh, furries, which that's too much, man. I just, that goes against every bit of reason that I have in my head to say that this is actually a thing that's happening. I get it. World's getting crazy and we're on a slippery slope to complete insanity, but we're not there just yet. Yet, are we? Are we really there? Are we really there? I get it. It's 2022, but are we really like catering to 13 year old furries in middle school bathrooms? But either way, uh, a content creator from Blaze TV, right? Now, you might know them from, uh, I believe they're the network that has, in fact, let me let me check just to make sure so that I'm not uh, talking out of my ass. I believe they're the network. So they are the network that has Glenn Beck, okay? I'm not sure. Are they the network that also has uh, ben, Sh- ben Shapiro? No, that's uh, that's Daily Wire isn't it? 
right, at the very least, they've got Glenn Beck. So either way, Blaze TV is one of those uh, right-wing content producers, right? Now, again, it, they produce some good stuff, some kind of grifty stuff, because that's kind of how the right-wing operates, because they want to get your money to prey on your fears for a degenerating society, which is degenerating, but right-wing's making money off it. Uh, a contributor for Blaze TV, right? Uh, while I do disagree with a lot with a lot of their stuff, I think that this video that one of their uh, contributors put out, he's the host of the Conspiracy Castle. His name is Alex Stein, okay? And he put out like a skit video, except it's not really a skit. What he did was he actually uh, dressed up as a furry, okay? He dressed up as a rat. There's a video of this, and we're going to watch it before we go to break. And he went to a city hall in uh, uh, the city of Allen. Now, let me see. What state is this in? This is uh, Allen. Still looking to find out what state this is. I believe it's Texas. Question mark. Still kind of unsure. Yes, it is. All right. Boom. Got him. I guessed it right. City of Allen, Texas. Okay. And this is Ronnie the Rat, a.k.a. Alex Stein 99. Now, he made a skit where uh, he's trying to lambast the crazy trend of furries in public schools, right? And this tends to be a lot of how the right operates, where they hyperbolize a thing that's an actual problem, Look, let's be honest here, furries in schools that are being forced to have fucking litter boxes put in a bathroom, if that's a thing, don't think it is, but if that was a thing, that would be a problem. And they take that and they completely hyperbolize it into something like a skit in order to get people on their side and, and in order to get people mad, right? And that's how the right-wing grift machine works. However, this is just a funny skit. This is just a funny-ass video that is making the rounds. It went viral from this content producer, and I haven't watched the full thing yet. I've only watched bits and pieces of it, but we are going to watch it together, chat. I don't think we're going to watch the whole thing. Next, I have Ronnie. Ronnie Thurret. the Rat. Threat. 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 Sorry. Oh, goodness. I'm Ronnie. How you guys doing? Oh, boy. Hello, council. My name is Ronnie the Rat. I'm a trans species elementary oh God. school teacher here in Allen ISD. And I just want to try to bring more... He's a trans species... All right, now keep in mind, I'm still going to make fun of this, even though I know that it's a bit. But this is good stuff, man. I'm a trans species, but I'm an elementary school teacher here in Allen, Texas. Awareness for furries like myself. Now, I have the most students in my class that have actually transitioned from a human being to a cat. Now, I know I'm a rat, but that's more because I'm a Chuck E. Cheese <laughs> you know, freak. I love Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, I've spent a lot of time there, but that's why I like rats. Look at this guy sitting behind him. He's like, oh, what the fuck? Like, is this actually a thing that I'm watching? There's no way this isn't a bit. Well, fortunately, it was a bit. But this is the problem, is we have a lot of trans inclusivity in other cities like Frisco. They're doing pride parades at a lot of churches. We're not doing any pride parades at churches here in Allen. And that's what we need. We need more kids on gender reassignment surgery or gender reassignment hormones. And the best way, I think, for me, that All it's the gotten the message words. out to the other students, is doing it myself, leading by example. And that's what I'm trying to do here as a trans species, as Ronnie the Rat. He's like, listen, 
There's a social stigma. Me trying to date other furries like this and Alan, there's not a community. There's Good not luck a bar with that. that accepts me. Accepts me, Chris. I can't just go to the bar like this. I get made fun sure of. Sure you can. And that's the same thing that's happened to my 9-year-old, my 10-year-old. If they feel more comfortable being a cat, I don't mind putting a litter box in the classroom that lets them defecate in there. That's what I think is important. And should I tell the parents? No, we shouldn't tell the parents. These kids can make decisions at 10 years old. Like, All right. This, if you couldn't tell... Uh, this was a bit, then you really could tell now because that he's really taken the idea of like 10 year old transitioning and all of that stuff and uh, just making it a complete bit and going super ham with it. Fapples Frog says, speaking of trans species, have you heard of transracial? Some dude on Reddit, Reddit identified as Dutch. I have heard of that. Do you, rem do you remember uh, Fapples Frog? The story from a couple months ago about that influencer that like kind of white bitch that decided all right you know what i'm gonna be black okay she just decided that she's no longer white she's no longer a white girl she is now an african-american woman still got pasty ass white skin kind of like me look at how fucking pale i am but she decided that uh you know what i just i kind of want to be black now i don't want to be white anymore that's stupid let's be honest Bet you a lot of liberal white people bet you a lot of them wish they could just be transracial. Oh, that's going to be the next step, by the way. That's the next step because they don't have any unique identifying features that Tumblr allowed them to have. Right. So instead, what they're going to do is you're right. Fapples frog transracial is going to be it, it's going to be the next thing. It's going to be the next thing. Like Ollie, yes, Ollie London. That's who I was talking about. Who had surgery to be a uh, Korean. That's who I was thinking of. There was, I don't know why I was thinking about some bitch that wanted to be black earlier. It's that that Ollie London. She had surgery to be a uh, Korean because she decided, you know what, I, I, just, I don't really identify with my race. That's just how it goes. Um, but yeah, this is one of those. Uh, this video. We'll go back to this Ronnie the Rat video here in uh, just a moment, but. That's that's going to be the next step, I think. Fapples Frogs. Transracial is going to be the next thing because here's the thing. Uh, all of those people that want to be transracial, I said it a little bit earlier, but Tumblr didn't give them a special identity. Like, they're just a plain old boring liberal white person. So what better thing to do besides, you know, have an interesting uh, sexual identity and to be trans and fit in and decide that that's what you want to do uh hot take i feel like a lot of them just do it for attention especially at a young age because they just want to fit in and that's the end thing right like fits oh man i'm wading into dangerous waters here but remember all right so let me contextualize this okay i'm i'm 30 this year right so that means I went to high school back in like the the late 2000s, early 2010s. Now, back then, okay, even back a little bit earlier, this go dates back to like probably the last 10, 20 years, okay? If you were a weirdo or if you were somebody that didn't fit in, you were just you were just a goth kid or you were like an emo kid or you were just one of those other fucking groups of people. Now, uh, and that was what you did to fit in, right? You found one of the groups groups of people that you identify the most with and then you just walk right over to that group and now you're part of that group right now the trend today the groups that exist today it's not those same groups now it's like 
now all of those groups are just based on whatever sexual identity you have and that's the in way to do it and it makes it really really hard to take it it really makes it hard to take like the idea of trans kids seriously because a there's no such th oh man all right i'm you know let me turn on the countdown i'm getting canceled in three two one round one fight here's the take there's no such thing as trans kids okay it's just a thing that like gullible 14 15 year old kids used to fit in guess what you're a fucking idiot when you're 14 or 15 years old you don't know what the hell you are you don't know what the fuck you are like you know what? all right you know what? fuck it i will i will tell a story now when i was uh in high school okay now full disclosure i am supposed to be a member of that community i'm probably the most uh one of the most anti-lgbtq people there is and yet i'm supposed to be part of that group right i uh i, sw I play for both teams all right i'll just full disclosure that now however in order to get attention what i did in the summer before my senior year of high school i did like a coming out because i thought that's what i was at the time however little did i know that i was just a 17 year old kid that wanted attention and what better way to get attention is to try and be different and today like the whole trans kid shit the whole furry fucking ronnie the rat putting a litter box in their bathroom that is the equivalent of what i did in like before my senior year of high school guess what my senior year of high school people were a lot fucking nicer to me because they thought i was gay unfortunately i'm not completely but you know we we made our way back to the made our way back to the right team at least kind of kind of halfway you identify as Nardwar and expect me to respect that? <sighs> no, I'm not going to. It's not real. It's not real, Fapples Frogs. I'm sorry. It's not real. <sighs> What's a Nardwar, by the way? You know what? Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Back to Ronnie the Rat. Their parents shouldn't be involved. That's what makes me so mad is I get all these parents that are mad at me. Because I buy, oftentimes buy these costumes for these kids, and the kids go home in the costume, and the parents come back, and they yell at scream at me, and they say, we don't want you to sexualize our children. They call me the G word, G-R-O-O-M-E-R, -O -O which is Groomer, basically like the uh -oh. N word. And it's just a basically like the N word. All right, I'm, I'm down for, for this kind of satire, actually. You know, I'm a little bit convinced. At first, I thought that uh this video was just kind of part of the right-wing grift machine okay but there was some creativity put in this stunt okay uh who is this alex stein i think is what the name was i'm not i'm not even gonna go back and check because i don't fucking care uh good job good job wait you don't know nardwar oh man i am i about to get roasted for this you know let me turn the camera back on me so that i can look this up uh nardwar okay what is this from the human serviette a canadian interviewer and musician from vancouver vancouver he is the lead singer and keyboardist of the evaporators nardwar got his start in media at the university of british british columbia radio station citr 1019 fm in vancouver i didn't mean to do that oh he, he's a radio guy okay i did not know who that was thank you for telling me who that is 
I, oh shit. It says he's a musician, but I interpreted that as a radio guy because, you know, that's what we are. Oh, now you identify as Mike Tyson? Come on. I, Fapple's Frog, this is almost starting to feel like it's a fad, okay? I feel like uh, you're almost trying to change your identification for attention. That's almost what this seems like. There's no way that's what you're trying to do, Fapple's Frog. Check out his interviews. He asks them specific questions and makes them uh, like makes everyone freak out. OK, I will. I'll, I'll go watch his videos. In fact, I'll watch him during the after show because we are about to uh, we've just about reached 10 o'clock here. So you know what? We made it, fellas. We made it. You and I together. You know, you know, unfortunately, before we end the show, I'm sorry. We got to finish out Ro Ronnie the Rat. We, I'm sorry, I can't, I cannot, uh, I cannot end the show without hearing the final words of Ronnie the Rat. Terrible description of who I am. I'm trying to help young kids be themselves. If they want to be a cat, they don't know who they if they want to defecate in the litter box, I'm all for that. I'm talking Gross. to the principal. I'm trying to get the cafeteria tables on the ground so that the kids are able to eat more ergonomically on fours like an animal. This is what we need to do. We Hilarious. need to be more inclusive. Right now, we're, we're suffering from a lot of bigotry. And so I'm Ronnie the rapping rat. So I want to. Oh, now he's a rapping rap. rat. Yo, my name is Ronnie. I am a rat. <laughs> Look at the guy behind him. The guy behind him has gone full fucking facepalm at this point. Full facepalm. He's... Buddy, let me let you in on this. This is a bit... Also, this guy has a broken arm. Ronnie the Rat's gonna break his other arm, let me tell you. Forget about it. If you talk crap, I'll get the gat. Get the booster. Test it on eight mice. I don't really care if you got... Get him off the stage. I'm a pimp on a blimp. Teaching my kids their There's still gender. one more minute of we this. We can cut it off, throw it in a blender. Gender reassignment surgery is the key. It will set you free. Kill me now, chat. Are we going to get through the next minute of this? You know what? If I got to get through the next minute of this, you do too. Get a musect to me. I love when you cut Isn't it off. Isn't this the guy that did then the Putin is not good song? The boss. I'm a Maybe. teacher, not a preacher. God is fake. The earth evolve from pond scum two rocks smash together that's how we got here ronnie the rat don't grab the gat i don't really care if you sit in the front or the back the indoctrination is super strong all right all right chat i couldn't make it i couldn't make it man i thought i could i was gonna subject you guys to the rest of this too but i cannot in good conscience subject anybody else to any more uh ronnie the rat isn't this the guy that did the Putin is not good song? Let's let's see. Uh, all right, camera's on me, so you guys don't have to watch me looking at this. All right, is Alex Stein? Putin is not good. Okay, it is. It is okay. Man jokingly rapping about killing Putin at a North Texas. Okay, this is that same guy. This is Ronnie the Rat, everybody. I'm in a booth, on the mic. Anti-vax. Putin hates all of them blacks. Putin is here. Check it out. Put him in the ground, white or brown. And there I'm he is. Plano town. And you know you just got found. I'm a pimp on a blimp. Unless a steak and shrimp. It's Ronnie the Rat. Oh, God. Uh, all right. You know what? I think I'm, I'm back to uh, 
back to this guy's part of the right wing, right wing grift machine. Okay, look, Ronnie the Rat almost had me convinced. Okay, Ronnie the Rat was a good character. He was funny, and he was just a little rat that wanted nothing more than to allow uh, 12-year-old trans kids, which totally exist, to shit in litter boxes in the middle school bathroom. That, that's all he wanted. That's all he wanted. That's all Ronnie the Rat wanted. But uh, I'm sorry, the, the Putin is not good rap. That was too much. I almost wish I didn't see it because it almost ruins the Ronnie the Rat video. It almost ruins the Ronnie the Rat video, man. Fuck. Anyway, let me see. No, that'll just about do it. We made it through the hour chat. It does not appear. I'm sorry I baited everybody. It does not appear as though Justin and John will be joining us from uh, Texas. I probably should have went and updated the show title and description and the promo poster and uh, all the things that I used to promote tonight's show. But you know what? I'm not going to do that instead. We're just going to sit here. In fact, do I still have... Uh, all right. Let's chill. We got a few more minutes, chat. Let's chill and get some show business out of the way here on the very interesting show on Simulation Radio. <clears throat> so, they're not here. We've got a few more minutes of the show. We're going to close it out. Oh, by the way... uh. I mentioned this earlier, but again, if you're listening to the podcast and would like to listen to the live show, you can indeed listen to us every Thursday evening at 9 p.m. Eastern on YouTube and Twitch. It is at Simulation Radio. Actually, that's for socials. It is YouTube.com slash Simulation Radio and Twitch.tv slash Simulation Radio every Thursday evening at 9 p.m. Eastern. I'll keep you guys updated when it switches to 8 p.m. Eastern. That'll probably be sometime in the next month. A lot of show announcements to come up next week i am working on a lot of things i will have a lot of stuff to show next week so get ready tons of announcements plus the crew the crew will be back and i will not have to sit here and talk to you guys by myself for an hour which don't get me wrong it was fun we had a banging good time tonight everybody but nonetheless it will be nice to have the full crew back with us next week we'll hear their stories i won't false advertise what's going on on the show next week Maybe. I'll try. I'll try. We'll get there. Let's see. Do we got anything else to get to? Uh, Nah. I think that'll do it. So that will uh, just about do it from us tonight today. let's, Let's try that again. Let's try that again. I think that will just about do it from us tonight love you all thank you so much for following liking subscribing doing the thing also i didn't mention at simulation radio on tiktok stick around for the after show if you're watching live if not i will see you next week deuces and stay sexy my friend Remember you all in therapy.